Hello, and finally, welcome to the latest episode of Ramblings from Nowhere. Uh, Clay, it's been a hard-fought journey just to get this episode recorded this week. Uh, I know that when we changed our days around, I thought everything was going to go easy, but man, this has been one of those crazy weeks for both of us. Uh, well, right now, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck you had me watch for our we'll, we'll talk about our Halloween that. viewing episode. Yes, because like, we, we have rolled into the spooky season, and uh, last year, Clay, we we did basically, we covered genres and just yeah. went over some uh, some of the big movies in each, in a bunch of different genres, whereas this year, we're drilling down. We've uh, I sent out a post on the group page, and we got some excellent suggestions uh, there. And we are going to be talking about a specific movie, or uh, in this case, a couple of movies from a franchise. Yeah. Uh, so we'll save the that movie for here in just a little bit. Uh, um, so thanks for sending me that or that code to get the one month of uh, yes. Shutter for free. Um, you can. Get, There's a lot of cool shit on there. Yes, there is. You can get Clay and I were trying to find a good way to watch some of these movies. And the funny thing is, Clay, after I did that, I started finding the movies we had been discussing on all kinds of. Since I have like apparently a bazillion yeah. streaming platforms, but anyway, you can get Shutter right now. Um, do you remember the code by any chance? Because I do not right off the top of my I head. I thought it was Honey Baked Ham 28. No. I thought that was a very weird no. code for that was, a that was not, that's poor the, movie stream. That's, that's, that's for the Hallmark Channel next month. <laughs> Hallmark for the Channel. Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving <laughs> stuff, remember? Honey Baked Ham yeah. 25. That, that'll be our next uh, our next uh, uh, sp- spotlight movies, our Hall- Hallmark uh, God, Thanksgiving no. and Christmas specials. Uh, so, but uh, well, you can have fun getting a co-host for that one. You can, I, no. But in all seriousness, you can search. Uh, I think Shutter like thirty day free trial, and it'll pop up the code that you can put in, and you can get Shutter for thirty days. And like Clay said, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's got quite a bit of good stuff on it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But the apps, well, at least on the Xbox, the app sucks. I have it's not, not a good used, app. I, I've not used the app on the Xbox. I've I've used it on my Apple TV. Uh, it seems like it's working pretty good on there. It looks like it looks like a old GeoSites website yeah. from the 1990s or so, early 2000. So, but there's that, uh, Clay. Um, what have you been up to this week? Well, for some reason, I guess it's come out that I'm a house sitter. If you can hear this bean attacking another dog, I'm with my friend Brad this week. You didn't tell me you were house sitting again. <laughs> yes, this time babysitting the damn Chihuahua, the small terrier, and then a golden doodle named Bailey. They're cool, but Bean is just constantly yabbering at uh, the golden doodle. It's just he just won't stop. So if you hear a random yell, sure, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm house sitting again. So, uh, other than that, man, things have been good. Just, uh, just working away. And I've not really played much Xbox. I played, uh, I did purchase the new Star Wars Squadrons. Tried to play a little bit of the, uh, uh, tutorial. And I guess the tutorial is kind of broken for some people. I think Brandon said he didn't have any issues, but I know that me and Jesse were. And so I started playing just some of the regular game, whatever. And it, I don't know. I, I was tired, I get, to be honest. I was just tired and ready to go to bed. And so that kind of ruined my experience playing the tutorial. 
And I'll have to go back and give it a chance. It does have heavy X-Wing or TIE Fighter or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter uh, influences, and I love it. I, I love it for that, but I don't know. I, I just wish it was kind of a simulator where you can just run you know, old-school missions from Star Wars. I wish they would just take some from the old extended, extended universe, you know? They did that, and the, remember they did that in Rogue Squadron? They had some missions from, what, Dark Empire? Yep. Uh, you get to fly the V-Wings, the airspeeders. Mm-hmm. Which I guess they're no longer canon, right? The V-Wings. I'm assuming uh, uh, we will not go into the uh, Legends <laughs> discussion on this podcast at the moment. Uh, but I have not got to play it yet. Uh, I've been wanting to. I'm hopefully going to dive in it tonight. After we get done with this, so we, I'll come back with my thoughts on it. I can say that uh, Josh told me that they played Brandon and him played a fleet battle the other night, yeah, and that it was, and I think his words were that it was awesome. So I, I don't know though. Again, I have not gotten to play it. I have not played a video game since I think Thursday night was the last time I played a video game. Maybe Friday night. I cannot yeah. remember off the top of my head. Um. So, and by the way, just real quick, uh, congratulations on the work front. Uh, very yeah. proud of you. Uh, Thank you. And we actually just got uh, we just got notification that uh, we won a project with the National Zoo today. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So everything's that, going uh, everything's going great. That being one of the reasons why we were unable to record when we wanted to. Yeah. Um, the other one, unfortunately, was on my end because we had a COVID scare in my house. Um. We thought Ella Kate had uh, contracted COVID. Um, I tell you, I mean, just, you know, being uh, around it in a general sense, you know, just being in the schools and then how everything's going and stuff, you, you think you're prepared for if it get, comes, you know, close to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, man, it's a completely different feeling when uh, you think, like, your kid has it, you know? Of course. Uh, Ella Kate woke up Saturday morning and she come downstairs and my child is never lethargic at all. Right. So she gets up, she's ready to rock and roll and she was laying on the couch and she had bought some, she got some, uh, baby Yoda or the child cereal at Sam's club the night before. And we were pretty pumped to try it out. And I will say that it's pretty freaking good. But anyway, she, was, <laughs> she said she was just tired and I felt her and she was burning up and she had a fever of 103. Jesus. And um, she said she wasn't sick. She was just tired. So, you know, immediately I took her to her room because we have the twins, you know, two seven-month-old, seven-month-old. And uh, so from anyway, from there, uh, it was just, you know, trying to quarantine a five-year-old, and that's almost impossible to do. And then just worrying about, you know, the babies and yourself. And uh, I think, I told you at one point I was just mentally exhausted one night. Yeah. wasn't able to record. It was uh, it was rough, but we got the results back today, and she is negative. Thank God. It was. Uh, uh, I kind of figured she was. Uh, we took her to her pediatrician, and she said she had thought it was a bacterial infection type of yeah. deal. Uh, not well, not bacterial infection. Let me take that back. She just said it was an infection. It could be a bacterial. Oh. It could have been like strep or something like that. Uh, her tonsils had been a little swollen, but um, she, we did both tests, a COVID test and a strep test, and uh, 
results come back negative for both. So we're in the clear. My child is back to her. She was already back to her wild, crazy self. But, you know, now it's nice because you can, well, it's, it wears you out. But now you can actually interact with her other than, you know, from a six-foot distance. So Good. there was that. That was the whole reason. Uh, I did not get to do anything else. Um, the only thing I did do was I got to check out um, – the 1985 house, uh, which I used to love as a kid, and it's still good. I don't know if it holds up as good as it did. I'm, I'm going to watch House 2 here before too long. So uh, there's that. Uh, real quick, uh, Clay, we're going to move right into the news this week. Well, I was going to uh, tell you, before you get the news, I do Sorry. have a story, and it just kind of ran across my mind. I have another Sea of Thieves story to tell oh, you about. Let's hear it. Okay, so they have, uh, you know, if you don't want to go around and, and do, you know, like the gold missions where you just like, if you, they have a, I guess what you would call a story mode. It's just these little missions of stories or whatever. And so you, me and two of my friends started doing it. And so we were parked on an island and I was, you know, uh, keeping lookout while uh, the two friends were under the sea. They were in like an underwater cave. And I'm like, oh, crap. Under Here comes yeah, under the sea, right. And here comes this boat. And I'm like, oh, crap. They're coming right at us. So I'm trying to get the boat going. Well, the boat signals to us. You can, you know, use text uh, when you get close to someone. Hey, we're, you know, we're not your enemy, whatever. And they just roll on by. I was like, okay, cool. Well, the thing is you can hear when somebody's coming up on the boat. You can hear, like, when they're getting out of the water. I hear that, and and I guess somebody had gotten off on that boat and was carrying an explosive barrel, and they were trying to go into our hole deep down uh, in the boat and set it off. And that would, you know, when you blow up a, a barrel like that, it equates to like four or five cannon shots. So you have all these, you know, holes you have to patch up. Well, I catch the guy. I immediately shoot him, and it kills both of us. And I'm like, hey, when do y'all need to get back up here and start uh, patching up the uh, the boat? And so someone does, I, I respawn, and that boat has turned around and is trying to grief us. And I'm like, you know, we're not even, we don't have anything on the boat. We're just trying to do the story mode stuff. And, you know, one of our guys stays in an underwater cave, tries trying to complete the story. Meanwhile, we're trying to escape and can't fire back. And, well, they kill us, and they sink the boat. I'm like, really? So, I, you know, listen, I don't cuss people out anymore on Xbox Live because I know that's you're going to get banned, right? So I always just send, you know, just very funny messages. I just said lame to the three people, and they sent me back a message saying lame. Well, we kept watch on that boat uh, where they were at because they were running a thing called a Reaper, and a Reaper is uh, they gain reputation, they gain more gold for sinking ships, uh, for, you know, just doing other mm -hmm. missions. So I can understand why they did it to us, but I'm like, you know, go bug someone else that's actually, you know, trying to, and it's got treasure or whatever, not us. Well, we keep watching. They're doing this thing called a skull fort. A skull fort, you know, you, you face waves of enemies, and at the end, you get a key, you get to unlock this vault, and it has a shit ton of treasure, right? And so we keep watching. You can see where the skull fort is. There's a gigantic skull in the air, so everyone knows where to go. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, you know, screw this. We're getting ready to get off. And so we head that way, and the person driving the boat's like, we're just going to ram them. And I'm on a cannon, and... Well, we can see them like getting the gold together. They're all, they're on the ship, and so I fire my cannon. I guess somehow they had put a. There, by the way, there's a special explosive barrel that you can get when you complete these that you turns in. You can turn in for a huge amount of gold. Well, their mistake is they put it on the ship, 
because somehow I accidentally hit this barrel. It immediately knocked our ship off. Where it's like, whoa, and it it start their ship started sinking, and they're sitting there trying to you know try to get the water out. Meanwhile, some of my friends jump on the boat and start killing them. There that that boat sinks, and there is treasure everywhere. Jason, we're like, oh shit, this is crazy. Well, our boat sinks, so we're like, shit, what we're we gonna do? Because you know more likely they're gonna respawn and head back. And by the way. All three of those guys that I had talked shit to, they started texting me back saying, lame, lame, LOL. And I said, thanks for the treasure, folks. And so there was a rowboat. They have rowboats in the game now. And so um, two friends start putting all the, you know, the more expensive treasure on this boat. And they take off and there's outposts. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the rest of the treasure and I'm going to hide it. Make it seem like, because they didn't know that our boat sank. Mm-hmm. So I hide the treasure and then uh, they come back. Well, there's still a couple of things that they can grab, and they eventually find me and kill me. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're going to find the treasure. So I respawn, and I take off, and it's near that skull fort. So it was a nice spawn, and they start coming after me. And so my friends are still alive, and they've turned into other treasures. So we've made a, a good ton of money off this. So I'm like, you know what? Go back to the island. I'm going to keep them busy, and, and that's what I did. And so they're firing on me. I'm just trying to do my, to my best to, to get away from them. They eventually get on the ship. They kill me. Meanwhile, they found the treasure. My friends did, which was awesome. I was like, that's great. They didn't find it. Meanwhile, this dude's like talking trash to me. Like, haha, we just sank you again. I was like, hey, did you even uh, like find the treasure that I hid? And he was like, what? And I was like, you don't think this entire time that there's why there's one person on a shipment for four people? Like, where's everyone else at? And he's like, what do you about that? And I was like, thanks for the treasure, sweetheart. And then my friends turned it in. And, yeah, it was nice. That's That game really, I mean, when you have the highs of the highs in that game, it, they're high. And, of course, you're going to get grief. You know, people are going to uh, grift you and just continue to grief, grief, grief. But on that on that day, we got our revenge. I mean, that was, the person, that's the beauty of the game. Yeah. If the dude had never messed with our boat to begin with, we wouldn't, you know, sit there and want revenge. Right. Well, he got what he deserved. And I never heard from him again. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> God. Baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. This big-ass dog versus this small dog. It's just whatever. Anyways, on to the news. So, before we do that, let's give a little uh, programming note real quick. Um we will have an episode, hopefully, come out Monday. And then we will have a special episode come out on Wednesday. Uh, friend of the show, Derek, uh, we've talked, and he's got some free time, and he wanted to come on and talk a little bit of scary movies since uh, him and Jeff do the Saw Something Scary podcast. I said, Sure. So he's going to do that one with me, and then Clay and I will be back on Sunday, or I mean Monday, it'll drop, uh, with a, another episode, as soon as, and hopefully we'll figure out what movie we're going to talk about. We still haven't uh, figured that out yet. Um, so that's where we're at on that. Uh, Clay, I am checking to see, just real quick, uh, if our special guest re- uh, movie reviewer, uh, would like to come down and review a spooky movie she watched over, uh, let's see, I guess while she's been, <coughs> excuse me, quarantined. Yeah, Last so, House on the Left. 
no, no. Uh-uh. That's not really that sm- spooky of a movie either to me. Now, when I say that, I'm talking about the Wes Craven original one because, you know, yeah. there was a remake of that as well. I don't think I ever watched the remake of that movie. I don't believe. Yeah. So, did you, while I'm trying to find out about this, have you caught up on Lovecraft Country? Uh, not, on la- not on the most recent episode on Sunday. I'm way behind. Uh, is it still as good as what we had gushed about originally? Oh, yeah. It's excellent. Right. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find out if she wants to come down. I can't believe you let your daughter watch Hellraiser. That's, so. that's, that's incredible. She did not watch I did, that. Um, I did not know. I didn't know that that movie was good for kids. Well, we'll uh, since you've given it away, we'll be talking about that here in just a few minutes, or here in just <laughs> a few. Um, we'll see. So I tell you what, uh, I haven't heard back yet. So we'll just move into news. Uh, we're gonna. This is uh, not much happening in the news other than one. I, I hate to start. I always hate to start this news off on a. Sad note, but yesterday we lost Eddie Van Halen. He was 65 Damn. years old. Uh, this one hit home for me. Uh, Van Halen was uh, freaking just amazing when I was growing up. Uh, I think my first Van Halen and, uh, memories were from 1984, the album 1984. Um, of course, Panama, well, Jump, but Panama was always... Uh, the biggie for me on that one and hot for teacher is pretty amazing it's got one of the greatest drum openings uh, ever um but man eddie van halen uh probably i don't i don't know if you'll agree but probably the greatest gosh i was going down limb saying that probably one of the greatest guitarists ever i mean i know we both can agree on that Sure. So, um, it, it's just sad. Uh, throat cancer was the cause. He had been battling it off and on for quite a while, actually. Um, just real quick, I've got a nice little story. Uh, Clay, you know how much I love going to concerts. Uh, yeah. I can't even count how many I've been to over the years. Uh, Van Halen was the first concert I ever went to um, in 1992 for the... Let's see, it was For Unlawful Cardinal Knowledge was the album and tour. Um, first time I got to see him, of course, that was with Sammy Hager. Um, by the way, uh, I like David Lee Roth and Sammy Hager both and Van Halen. I don't have a problem with either. Uh, if you don't like my opinion on that, you can kiss it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but uh, I went and watched that concert, and I bought a T-shirt from there from that concert uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge t-shirt if you abbreviate for unlawful carnal knowledge you see where this is going right so i bought this shirt i would have been um i wasn't i would let's see 92 so i was 14 maybe 13 something like that but anyway so i hear a girl coming right now but anyway on the back of it hold on okay on the back of it it had for unlawful carnal knowledge wrote out, but it was uh, all vertical. So, you know, you had you had it right there. I will not say it since uh, Ella Kate's here with me now. But anyway, <laughs> I wore that shirt one time to the fair here in Jamestown. Of course you did. And you remember my grandma. Oh, yeah. You know how she was. She I'm took blessed. that shirt and confiscated it from me. 
I never saw it again until after she passed and we were cleaning out her uh, house. And I found this bag that she took and had put all the shirts that she deemed inappropriate that me and my brother had ever worn. So I found that shirt. Obviously, it does not even come close to fitting me. I don't think my head could fit in it now. It's gigantic. LK's getting a big kick out of this. But uh, anyway, that's my Van Halen story. Right Thanks, uh, Jason. Man, I'm missing. I, I've been listening to a lot of Van Halen. Uh, that early David Lee Roth stuff, Van Halen 1 and 2, well, really any of it, it's just amazing. So, anyway, hate to see that or hear that. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, you will be missed. Uh, now, Clay, in case you didn't know or couldn't hear, our special guest reviewer has entered the room. Okay, nice. Now listen. Okay, So, come over here. Come over here. Okay. We're Clay can hear you. And everybody. Hi. Hey. Okay. All right, okay. So, what movie do you want to talk about? What movie did you watch? Spooky Hocus movie. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, Clay. Wow. That's a terrible have, movie. Have you, have you ever saw or ever watched uh, Hocus Pocus? It's been a minute. He's but been I don't watch terrible a movies. a long time. So... <laughs> Ella Kate, why don't you tell us about Hocus Pocus? Well, we stop What's it about? right here. I tell you first that, and then something that was a little creepy to me. Okay, let's hear it. The witches, there was witches in the story, and here's something else. There was, like, somebody dead, and he had Whoa. been cursed by the three witches already and so he had been put because he was dead and he woke up and his head literally popped off oh my goodness that was creepy pretty creepy wow i didn't know that was in hellraiser I must have missed yeah. that so ella k <laughs> uh, unfortunately she can't hear you uh <laughs> what did you think of the movie um do you like it a lot I like it, but I did not get to finish it. Yes, but how many times have you watched it before this last time? 100,000. 100,000 times. That's quite a bit. I actually believe that. So, what's your favorite part in Hocus Pocus? Well, my favorite part is actually everything. The whole movie? Yeah. Yeah. And I can actually tell you my favorite witch. Which one's your? I was about to ask which one the is your. The one with the blonde hair and curly. Uh-huh. She's pretty. Yeah, for yeah. a witch, she's pretty, right? That's who I Mama to be for Halloween. Is it? Sarah Jessica uh-huh. Parker looks like a foot. Awesome. So, <laughs> let's give this movie a rating real quick, okay? What's the rating? So, out of oh, yeah. ten witches, from on a scale of one to ten witches, how many witches would you give this movie? 100. 100 witches. No, wow. 113,000. 113,000 witches. Wow. <laughs> Dang. That's a pretty good review. So, um, anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, the witches tried to steal every kid. Try to steal all the kids? Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, Ella Kate, and, um, go ahead. Sorry. They picked up their feet because uh-huh. they put on a Bell on them, uh-huh. and it picked their feet up. All the children, oh. off the ground. Crazy. So, do you think uh, Clay and I need to watch this movie sometime? Um, 
I think you need to go outside and watch it. Go outside and watch it? <laughs> wow. Okay. That's okay. not very nice. <laughs> Kick us out, but okay. So, all right. Thank you, Ella Kate. Uh, what? One more thing. Okay, go ahead. Um, if the witches came here, I would kick them out of the house. Would you let me back in? Yes, I would let you back in because the witches would probably put a spell on people and I'd probably call the police. Oh, all right. Awesome. <laughs> all right. So, Ella Kate, what and do you think? And cut their hats off. What do you think about, how about since we're in the spooky season? Yeah. Do not say about anything scary. Nothing scary. I won't say anything scary. What if we... What if we were to, to watch, how would you like to review The Nightmare Before Christmas next? Yeah. All right. So that'll be Ella Kate's assignment. Okay. Is that, even though it is a Christmas so movie, many, but I will, I'm going to let her watch it at Halloween. Well, it's what, is she, well, what is she going for Halloween? I'm going to watch it on Halloween hey, or Christmas. Uh, Clay wants to know, what, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm going to be someone from Descendants. From Descendants? Yeah. Who is it? Mel. Mal? Not Mal. Mel. Mel? Yeah. So who's Mel's mama? Um, Maleficent. Maleficent. Whoa. So what color wow. hair? What color hair have you got? Purple. Purple hair. Purplish blue. What What are you, What else are you gonna wear? Um, I'm gonna wear. <coughs> <coughs> All right. This talking just wears her out. I'm gonna wear. Um, I don't really know what else I'm going to wear except for a ring and something that goes on my arm. Uh-huh. Awesome. All right. Well, maybe we'll put it. We'll get a picture. And of there's it. actually a slide-on thing that helps uh-huh. it go on. Awesome. It goes around your wrist. Awesome. And it's pink. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Ella Kate. I don't need Thanks, that. Ella Kate. I have, I have no hair, so I definitely do not need a ponytail. <laughs> All right. Wait. Yes, I remember the time we put my beard in a ponytail. <laughs> it was great. With a bow on it? With bows, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Ella Kate. All right. <laughs> bye. No, uh-uh. No. Bye. Girl, bye. bye. Clay said bye. Bye. Clay said bye. 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 And we'll bye see bye. you for the, for for the, the nightmare before, before Christmas. Christmas. Bye. And I'm just going to tell you the scale, how many Sally's and Jack's I'm going to do. Not yet. Not until you review it. I look forward to her reviewing Cabin Fever. All right. Thank you, Ella Kate. That was an excellent review. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. There you have it, folks. (laughs) Movie reviews from Ella Kate. (laughs) Clay, I'm pretty sure she does better reviews than you and I. So she's like. I mean, I just can't believe she watched Hellraiser. That was crazy. Uh, So. Moving back into news, Clay, uh, we're just going to breeze through these real quick because, like I said, there really wasn't that much big news dropping. Uh, we're kind of in that lull as we wait on the new consoles to come out. And, of course, there's no movies. So, you know, a few TV I know shows. since everything got pushed back to yeah, next year, we're talk about that here in just a second. Uh, first up, Clay, though, uh, Spider-Man 3, uh, the multiverse, can't talk, keeps getting bigger. Uh, they're bringing Jamie Foxx back as Electro. Um, did not see this coming. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? 
I, I just thought it was interesting because I mean he you know Jamie Fox uh, Jamie Fox Electro was in the Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. series of Batman movies so yeah I'd how, like to know what they got up their sleeve. How long is it before we get Garfield and Tobey Maguire in these movies? Do you think before they're announced? Yeah, dude, they're cooking up some. They so. have to, you know. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I mean, J. Jonah Jameson's in this. Yep. Oh, excuse me. Same actor, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I I I want to see a preview for this thing. I want to see exactly what what they're cooking because uh, it's. Uh, I am interested. I mean, I was excited for you know, give me a new Tom Holland Spider Man any day of the week, but of course, uh, you know, this is uh, it's crazy. I never thought. I mean, you know, between this and the Flash, there's all kinds of uh, multiverse stuff going on. So we'll see where it goes. Pretty interesting. Uh, sticking with Marvel real quick, uh, they announced uh, the act- actress for Kamala Khan. Uh, and, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to butcher her last name. It's Iman Vellani, I believe. I'm, I probably butchered that, but um, a relative unknown, I do believe. I don't know anything that she's been in. Uh, it says a newcomer. Yes. Uh, excited. I'm excited to see what this is. Uh, this Miss Marvel is going to be. Uh, that's really all I got to say about this one. I just wanted to throw that out there because I'm excited to see what they do with Miss Marvel. So we've got Miss Marvel cast. We've got uh, She-Hulk cast. Who else are we missing in some of that second run of Marvel series? I have no idea, man. I just I can't want to see it. another Marvel movie, damn it. Uh, well, we'll see. I don't know. Clay, I know you're a big fan of Resident Evil. Uh, have you seen the reboot and News. the cast? Yep. I didn't see the cast. I don't even yep. know what they're they going to do with it. the cast. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a mesh of Resident Evil 1 and 2. Um, let me get down here. I'll run down the actors and actresses that are going to be in this thing. Got to slide down. Uh, they've cast all their almost all their major leads. Uh, they've got actors for Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield, Leon Kennedy, and Albert Wesker. Well, who are they casting for this? Uh, it's what I'm trying to find out. I thought it's like a bunch right. of relatively like relatively unknown. Or? Okay, here we go. Are you ready? All right. Uh, let me give you this recap. Uh, it's from uh, Constantine Films. Uh, they did. Uh, what was it? They, I think they did the Constantine movie, actually. Uh, the writer and director on this is Johannes Roberts. Uh, it's Resident Evil origin story. It's set in 1998 on a faithful night in Raccoon City. Uh, it will star Kaya Scaldelario from Maze Runner as Claire Redfield, Hannah John Kamen from Ant-Man and Wasp as Jill Valentine, Robbie Amell from Upload as Chris Redfield, Tom Hopper uh, from the Umbrella Academy as Albert Wesker. Avon. He might be good for that. Yeah. I can see him being Wesker. Yep. Uh, Avon jo- Jojaya, uh, Zombieland Double Tap, as uh, Leon S. Kennedy and Neil McDonough, McDonough from uh, Yellowstone as William Birkin. So, wow, it seems like they're really sticking close to the uh, video game plot, unlike the uh, other movies, which really 
went crazy. Yeah, um, maybe we should talk That's about them and our and our adventures in watching those uh, yeah. movies. I'll never forget when, which one was it we watched at the theater that time. And it, all of them. Whatever. Well, no, but the one where it's like Ali Larder at the beginning, and it's got like the pyramid head dude, and we had no clue what was going on from start to finish. Oh, never yeah. mind. That is every one of them. Every one of them. Uh, I think it was the fourth one, whatever the fourth one was. So, um, it says here that the uh, it appears, given Robert's statement and the cast, that this origin movie will blend elements of the first two Resident Evil games. So, um, it could be interesting. Uh, I might give it. A, I might give it a glance. But we probably won't get, that probably won't release until what 2038. Oh, yeah, at least at the earliest at this yeah. point. So, had that. Um, Real quick, I put this in here just because it saddens me. Um, they have uh, canceled Glow on Netflix. Uh, they originally, I'm so sorry. They had originally... Had, did you ever watch it? No, I never did. Oh, it's so good. It's so freaking good. But uh, they had originally uh, renewed it for a final season four, and that's what the producers wanted to, you know, just that final season to wrap everything up. And now they've uh, canceled it, uh, citing COVID reasons. So, uh, I just hate that. Uh, Mark Marone was on Twitter uh, recently uh, lobbying for them to at least give them a movie to, you know, close the story out. Uh, I kind of hope that happens. We'll see. Uh, kind of like they did with Sense8. I believe it was Sense8. Wasn't that the name of it? I believe. From the Wachowskis. Uh, so, I just hate to see that go. That's sad. Uh, I highly recommend it, whether you're a wrestling fan or not. It's really good. Uh, okay, so, Clay, the last bit of news I'm going to uh, touch on here is what you mentioned uh, earlier, all the bazillion uh, movie delays that have all of a sudden sprung up. Um, I think it really started with uh, No Time to Die. It got delayed into 2021, April 2nd, 2021, and that kind of opened the floodgates from there. Uh, I don't have them all up here. I just put some on here. Uh, so you had no time to die. Uh, you had, okay, this is kind of a funky one. Uh, Dune, which is Warner Brothers, right, if I'm not yep. mistaken. And had they moved Dune to the same day date as the Batman. So it was delayed to um, October 1st, 2021. Well, after they did that, they de delayed Batman all the way into 2022. So you had that one on top of everything else. And then uh, Jurassic World Dominion has been delayed into 2022. Fast, in the Fast 9 has been delayed into 2020. Or, Delayed to May of 2021. So, Ugh, gross. Whatever, dude. Those movies are awesome. Um, no, I'm talking about the delays. It's oh, just annoying. Well, it's annoying. And then on top of that, what it really came out of, though, was the James Bond one is what prompted this. Uh, Regal is closing all of their cinemas in the U.S. and U.K. on Thursday for the foreseeable yeah. future. So, I hate that for all the cinema employees out there uh, that work for Regal. Um, at this point, I, I still think, I think the last movie I've watched in the theater now is Star Wars. Of course, you went and watched Tenet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, dude. I mean, it, at this point, I don't even know if 2021 
is viable. You know what I'm saying? At the the way things are going, I won't be surprised if we see stuff pushed back in. But uh, real quick, my only real question for you on not just these movies, but these big tentpole movies in general: How long do you think it is before these companies pull the trigger and go digital with them? Who knows? It's so annoying. They got to make money somehow. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised for them to release it first on VOD, and then eventually, when life somewhat returns to normal, maybe a uh, release thing, you know, as a special or in the movies, or excuse me, at the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So um, I had seen, and I can't remember the site that it was on, but it's one of those just basically a clickbait site you know more or less but uh they were talking that it looked like wonder woman was going to go straight to streaming now so i don't hold i don't put any weight behind that totally just a rumor but i'd solve i I do have some breaking news for you though this might put you in a good mood what's that i'm listening Whoopi goldberg confirmed sister act three is happening oh my god yes well yes I can, I can, I don't know if I can top that. Nothing you can do could take me away from my guy. I don't my know. My guy. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't know if I can top that or not. But I put this one in here for you. So you had all of these um, uh, pushes or these delays, but Paul. Anderson's Paul W.S. Anderson, I'm sorry Anderson's uh, Monster Hunter movie with Mila jo- Jovanovic uh, both of them by the, by the way were involved in Resident Evil of course he directed the first one and she started starting all of them uh, but anyway, they have pushed up the release date of the Monster Hunter movie to December I don't so, think Mila Jovanovic is like ever aged she looks, yes, you're right. She's gorgeous. Um, I watched Dazed and Confused not too long ago, and she looks pretty much the same as she did then. And that was in uh, 93, I believe, was when yeah. that one came out, if I'm not mistaken. So, But there you go. So now you've got a movie to watch over the Christmas break, right? I'll always remember where I was at when I found out that Sister Act 3 was a thing. I'm excited. I, I'm happy for you. I know how much you love Sister Act 1 and yeah. 2. And have been waiting on this one. I personally am more excited for Legally Blonde to, but or three. I'm sorry, but that's just me. <laughs> so anyway, that's it for the news this week, Clay. Anything else you want to add other than that last little bit of breaking news? No, nah, man, we're good. All right. It looks. Uh, hold on. What? Okay. Okay, there's some serious... You've got her talking about her costume, so she's in full-on costume mode now. Wow. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so let's move right into the... Do you, do you know where a black coat is? Upstairs. Okay, where? I don't know. It's upstairs. Okay. All right. Keep looking for it, though. It's totally upstairs. Good luck. Okay. Let's try that again. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's get move right into what we're here to talk about this week. Um, I suggested that we watched for our first uh, Halloween movies, uh, Hellraiser one and two, uh, Hellraiser and Hellraiser two, Hellbound. Um, at the time, 
I did not realize you had never saw these, Clay. Yeah, it's never been my forte. The only ever, the only time I've ever been introduced to it was Hellraiser three. I think it was on HBO when you're a teenager, and I was like, "Oh shit, there's a titty! Mm-hmm. Oh shit, there's a titty!" Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know about Pinhead. I know what a Cenobite is. You know, I, I know just rough things about, and I know about the puzzle box, but and I know about Clive Barker's his depravity, I guess, when it comes to uh, horror. I know what to expect. So, yeah, it is a typical ass '80s movie, though. Mm-hmm. So this uh, was released in 1987. Um, it was written and directed by Clive Barker, actually, um, and it's based on his book, uh, "The Hellbound Heart." It is uh, Barker's directorial debut. Uh, the film involves I'm reading this directly from the uh, page here uh, the film involves a puzzle box which summons the Cenobites a murderous group from another dimension who cannot differentiate between pain and pleasure they are led by the lead Cenobite uh, who would be Pinhead uh, who and is I, played I by Doug though, Bradley I, uh-huh. right I noticed in the credits though that they never refer to him as Pinhead in the first not movie not in that one not in the first one no in the second movie yes. yes I just thought that was interesting uh huh so give me your initial thoughts on we'll stick with just Hellraiser right now. Let's just talk about the first movie. I was very surprised that there wasn't a lot to do really with the the Cenobites. They don't really make a, a appearance like a you know towards the end, right? Mm-hmm. They they at the beginning uh, with uh, Frank, you know when he's opening the puzzle box and all that, right? And then at the end. Uh, you they they come back. Uh, otherwise, this is basically the story of a skinless dude and his lover murdered. Skinless, skinless. And, I'd say gelatinous you, dude, gelatinous listen, inside out man. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> so Frank Cotton buys a puzzle box, uh, and when he does. And he solves the puzzle box. It opens up this doorway to, I guess you'd call it, I don't know if it's never really. One of his, I think it makes him have a fever. Okay. But the comes out in here. Okay. Sorry. Come on, LK. We're trying to talk about Hellraiser, okay. which you did not watch, so, supposedly. Uh, anyway. Um, he opens the box and the Cenobites uh, appear basically and they end up killing him, torturing him and he finds a way to escape from that dimension. I'm trying to remember the name of it's it. It's something under the floorboards, right? I mean, there's it's something. What was it? There's like a piece of him still there's under there? There's a piece of him or something that's under the floorboards and uh, his, brother, his brother, his brother punctures his hand when yep. moving. The blood seeps through the floors, and that's what starts to bring him back. Yeah, and it's really gross. Uh, uh, pretty good. I thought the special effects for the time. I mean, we're talking '87, so you know a lot of stop motion stuff and everything. Uh, I thought they were good for the time. You know what I'm saying? What was um, Frank's brother's name? Cause, Frank, okay, so we got we got Frank. 
we have Julia, who is married to Frank's brother, brother. I'm trying to who has it. been having sex with Frank through flashbacks to find out they've got like Larry. 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 Yeah. Larry's a very boring guy. Yeah. I can see why she went to Frank. Frank's Frank's an asshole. But then we also have was it Kirsty? Kirsty. Kirsty is the daughter. Daughter. By the way, I, the eighties. Okay, Julia so, is the stepmom. Right. So, who has a terrible haircut? Yeah. She has a no, typical. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's full on eighties. Yeah. It's bad because she's completely different in the second movie. In the second movie, she actually looks pretty attractive. In this one, no. Uh, did you? I don't know why I wrote this note down. I said such an eighties movie. Why does the daughter randomly walk around the industrial district? Like, who does that? It was yeah. like she was in a Bruce Springsteen video. Like seriously, why the fuck was she walking around like an industrial district? Like that? No, why would you? I guess only in the eighties would that yeah. happen. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an eighties horror flick for sure. So, um, what 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 did you think? Okay, first of all, what did you think of the story overall? It was okay. I mean, like I said, I was surprised that it literally was just a horror movie about a dude being, you know, reanimated, brought back to life through, you know, other people's blood. Mm-hmm. And then you just threw the Cinnabots in in the background. It was like, felt like something from an anthology series. Like, they're just there, right? Right. It felt like like zombie movies. Zombies really, I mean, it's not about the zombies. It's about the humans, right? And, and them dealing with each other during time of the apocalypse. Zombies are just there just for some backdrop. That's what it felt like with the Cinnabots in this versus the second mm-hmm. movie, which is, you know, they play, play a more prominent role. Um, I, I didn't hate it. It's definitely not my favorite uh, of the horror movies that, you know, that came out of the 80s. Right. It's not a, it's not a slasher flick by any means. No. But I just, I just remember, like, seeing the VHS boxes when I was a kid. You know, you talked about that a long time ago, yeah. uh, how you missed the VHS box. I just remember seeing those boxes for Hellraiser and be like, oh, man, that's kind of scary shit. Yeah. You watch rem- it now when you're older and you're like, eh, okay. I remember the box, of course, hold, has uh, Pinhead on the front of it holding the puzzle box and just looks real freaky. Um, for me, when I was a kid, and watch this it apps uh, like uh frank skinless frank was just it, it freaked me out um and the chatter chatterbox cinnabot uh was the freaky one for me or the um, cinnabot that looks like a thumb with sunglasses there, that's the butterball so there's <laughs> um the the lead in the first one they don't really have names other than the chattering one and yeah, it's a description of them pretty much yeah, is what they were lead, in the credits lead Cinnabot and like female Cinnabot. I can't remember the females right now. I haven't pulled up the Hellraiser two stuff yet, but uh, of course pinhead is what we get to know. Um, the lead one as, but the thing is, uh, they're so synonymous with the movies that you think, and I'd forgotten that they really didn't play that big a role in the movies either. Uh, you think that that you know this is a movie about them, but like you said, it, it's totally not. I mean, it's just they're about, just a bunch of grifter goth kids well, pissed off at their parents, and they it's just said, so. Hi, we live in hell. Uh, I hit my dad. Pinhead. It says, uh, and I'd forgotten this until I read it, but uh, he explains Pinhead that although they've been perceived as both angels and demons, they are simply explorers from another dimension seeking carnal experiences, and they can no longer differ- differentiate between pain and pleasure. When they attempt, uh, so you you don't ever get a real good explanation 
of what they are. At least not in the first one, and really not in the second one either. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I thought that special effects wise for the eighties, I thought there was a lot of really cool conventional effects. I thought, I mean, of course, you know, there were some that you know they had to use, yeah, well, like I mean, what stop motion and whatever. Yeah, the, but, engi- the engineer or the the big, you know, the one that chases her down the that hallway and stuff at the end. Yeah. Uh, they they call it the engineer on here, but uh, you know that's all stop motion. So well, there's a lot of gore in it that I thought was well yeah. done. I, I think some of the skin stuff made me laugh out loud. I was like, okay. You've got like those chains, like piercing people's skins, and it's just did not yeah, look good at tell. all. Yeah, you can tell it's you know part of the time. Again, though, when I was a kid in '87, that crap scared me to death. So, oh sure. And the thing is though, so we have Inside Out Frank. Frank is you know Julie's mm-hmm. going around killing people so that uh, we'll bring him guys home so that she can bring Frank back to life. Right. Why the fuck is Frank constantly wearing clothes that he's just going to make I, dirty you know, with his gelatinous skin? I just sit there laughing my ass off. Like, that, what are you doing? And the second one's the same way. Although, yes, you know, Julia. we'll get into it, but yeah, because it's the same thing. You're just like, why? And like, just real quick on that second one, why does Julia have a suit on that one time? Remember after she first comes back and then she's wearing a suit? I'm like, why is she wearing it? Why? <laughs> First of all, why are you even wearing a suit? Much less a men's suit. Maybe it was a woman's power suit, but you couldn't tell because it was so nasty and bloody. Dirty-ass suit. Like, why? I mean, the cleaning bill for all that gelatinous ooze coming off the skin is going to be horrendous. Okay, so anything else? We're just kind of glossing over a little bit and just going on it. But I I think the movie itself is pretty good. Um, again, like you said, it's, I don't, I, it was not, it, it, it wasn't as heavy into the Cenobites as what I remembered. It was what I thought it was. And what, Never what thought I'd kid. see a montage in a horror movie like that. Yes. Or maybe I'm just not thinking the montage of her just bringing dudes home to kill. Yeah. Yeah. With that little hammer and it just like. You know, it just cuts away and then it shows them like laying on the ground and stuff. So, and everybody couldn't kiss worth a damn. Like you just, it was some of the most awkward yeah. kissing. Yeah. And yeah. So when so when Kirsty opens the box and she tries to make a deal with the Cinnabots uh-huh. with Frank, I thought that was interesting because at the end she gives them Frank, but then Pinhead sitting there holding a hammer. I don't know why. Listen, why is he holding a hammer? What is he going to do with that when he can already summon like chains, chains to sit there and, and fuck people up with? Yeah. Why? Are you, what are you going to do with the hammer, Pinhead? It makes no sense. You got all these supernatural powers. You're going to try to mess her up with a hammer. I mean, she brought you Frank. Why are you going to sit there and try to skirt on the deal? She don't want to sit there with your sexual delights in hell or whatever the hell they were doing. <laughs> I mean, no. But uh, a lot of things weren't explained, like the homeless guy, the homeless guy that comes into the pet shop. Where no, and then turns into a freaking demon. He's bat. a drag. He's yeah. a demon dragon. Like yeah. wh- what? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And it seems like everyone has cavities in that in that movie. Yes. I guess it's just another That's product just an of the 80s, 80s thing. That's just an 80s thing. So yeah. here's some uh, interesting uh, little facts, real quick. Uh, Clyde Barker had to make some cuts on the film because uh, it originally got an X rating, which I'm surprised about because I did not think it was that gory of a movie. I yeah. mean, the goriest thing in that was, you know, Skinless Frank. I think at the end, though, when they, like, he's got the chains yeah. on, you know, and he yeah, that's rips true. him they, apart. Yeah, ripping him apart, that's true. Uh, so they had to 
Two and a half shots were uh, cut from the first hammer murder, including a close-up of the hammer lodged in the victim's head. Uh, in the scene where Julia murders another man, the actor playing the victim felt that it made sense for him to do so naked. The nude murder scene was shot, but ultimately replaced with a semi-clothed version. Thank you. For wow. That. <laughs> uh, close-up of Christie, or Kirstie, I'm sorry, sticking her hand into Frank's stomach, exposing his guts. Uh, and then a longer version of the scene where Frank is being torn into pieces by the Cenobite hooks. Final shot where his head explodes and his brain messily splashes out was also cut. That would have been cool to see, actually. Yeah, I think that would have been really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I, I don't even, I'd be surprised even with those shots in there. Of course, now, going by today's standards, this is pretty light, you know when it comes to gore and stuff, but, um, I mean, even then, that doesn't sound like an X-rated, you know, getting the X-rating. Really, none of that does. I mean, Let's just see. throw in some sex and some yeah. titties and yeah. then some gore. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a Clive Barker uh, checklist it's from hell. Clive Barker, literally. yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, it grossed $14 million in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, it was banned in Ontario. Um... Let me see if there's any other interesting facts. Uh, not really. Uh, let me go down through here see if there's anything else. Anything else you want to add on this one? Clay? There's not. And then Kirsty's boyfriend, the weird cigarette trick that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up into that homeless guy. It ends up being the dragon dude. Like, it's just all kinds of weird shit, man. I don't know, but I mean, it was an enjoyable movie. I'm not saying it, I, 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 I'm not like someone that subscribed to Pangoria. Um. Oh yes, we're still recording. Sorry, uh, it beeped out for a minute. I was like, what? Well, I was afraid it stopped recording, but I think we're good, which means probably not. So. I, I just don't see the appeal of it, though, of uh, of it, the first movie. I, I was like, eh. Um, yeah, the second movie, though, I enjoyed yeah, it. This, uh, I, I think the appeal of this one is just the pinhead character, the Cenobites in general, is what brought people in, because they are cool. I mean, I like the design. The design was neat on them and all that stuff. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, actually, they did a 30th anniversary thing. Uh, I was trying to see if there's anything neat in that, but it doesn't look like it. So, um, wrapping it up, Clay, I would probably give this uh, three out of five. Um, I give it two out of five. You give it two. I'd probably give it three. Um, I've seen a lot worse, seen a lot better. But um, as a really, really though, I was about to say as an introduction into this Hellraiser universe, it really does not even do a good job of that. You know. Yeah, um, just, I, I think I think I realize you only see them. They're limited the amount of time you get to see them, but the just the Cenobites carry this movie really. Uh, Kirsty, we didn't really touch on her that much, but she is uh, integral to the entire story. Yeah, um, and she comes back to play a well. She's the main in Hellraiser Two: Hellbound. So, Clay. Coming off of Hellraiser, what did you think of the second one? I liked it a lot more. Um, I thought it was weird how the Cenobites, who, I mean, 
were popular because of the first movie, they really go out like a bunch of bitches in this to the doctor. So I like the beginning of it. I like the fact that it was, again, it's somebody wanting to buy the puzzle box. Come to find out it's Pinhead. So it's kind of like a pseudo origin story at the beginning. I like that. A very quick origin story. Right. But important important in the long run. Right. There's payoff for that origin at the beginning. So, uh, you know, she's in a psych ward now. No one believes what happened, you know, her story about the house and everything and, and the Cenobites. Um, I thought it was weird, though. Why are the cops trying to conduct an investigation in the middle of the night? Yeah. And when they find multiple dead bodies, why aren't they radio for help immediately? Like, why are they just fucking around? It just, yeah. But they, they kind of hint, though, that Julia may have survived, you know, kind of like Frank. So they've got that mattress that where she died on and had her blood on it, whatever. So I thought, I was like, okay. I, I had no idea that was what was going to happen. So. It, um, so this one was released in 1988. Uh, it was directed by Tony Randall. Uh, Clive Barker did not direct this one, which I think you could tell, you could see a difference in the direction of the movie just from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It had a different tone, a different feel to it. Uh, he did write the story and was an executive producer, but he, uh, Tony Randall was the director. Um, yeah, this one, I, I enjoy it a, a lot more, and I think that's because, like we were talking about earlier, the, the Cenobites play a major role in this movie. Although, again, in this one, when you think about it, it takes a long time before you actually before they actually come into play. But now that I think about it, do you really, th- I mean, they really weren't in, that, in the movie that much either. They were in this one more than the first one, though. I would say they're in the movie for what a total of five minutes. No, they're no. Um, well, think about it though. It goes the time for this goes by pretty quick. The thing is, I yeah. mean, the, the story is focused well, the on the strange doctor. Both movies are only an hour and a half. Yeah, and you're right though. This one does center on Julia, who comes back in a disgusting way. Um, so, like you said, she was on the she had died on the mattress and somehow is able to come back through the mattress because her blood is on it, is what Kirstie says. Oh, and, it's, it's, and it's also this, so, this deranged doctor yes. has brought her back. The doctor that works the at doctor, the psych ward, uh, he's a surgeon, whatever. Dr. Philip. Was it Philip? Yeah. It was like Chavard or some Ch- shit, his last Ch- name. Chenard. Chenard yeah. or something. But, um, so he's obsessed, and he somehow procures the the mattress. And come to find out, well, the other no, doctor's assistant comes in if in you the remember house. right. Kirsty tells them that they need to destroy that mattress because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where Julia was killed and she can come back through the mattress. So there's and that. kind of find out when Kyle, the doctor's assistant, breaks into the main doctor's house, you see three or four different puzzle boxes, by the way, which I thought that was interesting. Do they ever address that no, those different puzzle boxes in the there future? There was more than one. As far as I know, no. I don't so know. Obviously, the doctor is obsessed with this kind of stuff, with the macabre, whatever. So... Mm. You know, they, he takes a patient who, I guess, is seeing things and clawing away his skin. By the way, that did freak me out a little bit. That's gross. People, when they uh, they cut themselves like that. Yeah, and yeah. there's maggots, there, maggots involved and everything. It was So, like, he runs that psych ward, but then he has, like, the, the basement psych ward for all the, like, apparently, like, And that's a really typical crazy. 80s thing, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. these movies are so stuck in, like, these tropes. It was, like... The the basement that has all like the I guess the people that can't be helped 
you yeah. know, there's water leaking everywhere. There's steam coming out from the pipes downstairs. It's like, okay, this wouldn't cut it like in a federal like regulation mm-hmm. now. You know, they they'd close down that sock board. So, um, so when Julia comes back to life and she's just standing there in front of him, she's just this oozing mess. You know, she's well, pretty much forget, inside out girl. That whole scene of her coming back, like that dude sit, laying on the bed that she had died on, <laughs> he cut himself to pieces, and like she comes up from the bed and he somehow gets away from her there and then they're both crawling on the floor and it's all gross. Like, yeah, it's all like this gross, like oozy mess. Uh, and then finally she catches him and, uh, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, does she, so, you know, Frank, when he would absorb somebody, you know, he'd stick his hand in the back of their neck in the base of their neck. Yes. And did she did it with him? She stuck. She didn't do it with him. She stuck her hand in the back of his neck. Yeah. But then, then from there though, she starts. Of course, now he kissed her and absorbed her in Hellraiser. So it's never really explained how are they absorbing these? They just absorb them however they want to, because then she kisses the one dude and sucks him dry. You know. So. So the thing is, the doctor becomes obsessed with Julia, and he wraps her in, in gauze, right? Yeah, that's after and, she comes out in the in the power suit that's like <laughs> covered in blood again. And they start making out. Yeah, and yeah. he's like trying. To, she's trying to force his hand like on her tip. Yeah, and then also grabbing her ass. That that red. Yeah. Muscular, fleshy ass, but it's all wrapped up in bandage, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? Why? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the things you do for inside-out uh, gelatinous red yeah. scare woman, whatever. Um, by the way, they mentioned the boyfriend at the beginning of the movie from the first movie, and he never he never, never shows up again. again. Yeah, because the other dude becomes uh, quote unquote the boyfriend. The uh, where's his that? What's his name? Um, Kyle was his name. Yes, because remember, Kyle becomes the quote-unquote boyfriend, but then he dies instantly because he goes into that she's one room idiot. where God. she's been feeding on. So uh, Dr. Phil has been feeding her, I guess, I'm assuming just more of the crazies because that whole room is full of, like, sucked, sucked dry crazy people. Do you think it was weird that there were so many flashbacks to the first movie? It, it well, literally okay. so, was like, yeah. hey, this is what happened in the movie. Here's what's weird. If you remember the first one, when Frank kills his brother, he takes his skin, right? Right. Then this one, when Julia kills that one chick, <laughs> she just sucks her dry, and then she just has skin. You know, and it's her. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just her. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. But then again, most of this movie doesn't make sense. But I, I didn't understand that part of it either. It was kind of, there's some uh, odd liberties taken. But again, So who was Julia 80s. working for? We find out, so the doctor, okay, so they they used the girl that was in the room next door. She has like, I guess, uh, some kind of uh, extraordinary powers and she can solve this puzzle box. And so they have her there. She solves a puzzle box, you know, welcomes hell, and the Cenobites come so, out. And yeah. then, yeah, so the doctor and Julia are hanging out, and then Julia sets him up. 
and yep. he becomes a Cenobite. She sacrifices him to the god of hell, Leviathan. Yeah. Did they mention anything else about Leviathan ever in, the, in those movies? I, I thought that was interesting. That's again, I've I don't know if I've ever watched another Hellraiser all the way through, other yeah. than the first two. Honestly, um, I don't know if I could watch another one. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I think the characters are neat, but I don't know if I could handle much more. I don't yeah. know, maybe they get better though as we progress. But I mean, there's been ten of them apparently. So, but yes, he uh, is set up and becomes a Cenobite himself. And oh, I thought his design was great. I liked it. It was crazy looking. Uh, uh, again, I mean, we're in the '80s, so you had a lot of stop motion, like with the with the tentacles coming out of his hands and stuff, you know, and all right. that. But uh, for the time, I remember when I was again when I was a kid, that stuff was pretty dang scary. So. Uh, but he, I didn't really like Hell, by the way. I just thought it looked like some high I school thought, had put together a, uh, a haunted house. <laughs> my, my memories of this movie, because uh, I haven't watched it in, in years, centered, had centered around the labyrinth part itself. And I thought they spent more time in the labyrinth. But, you know, they went into all these, like, little subsections of Hell, I guess is what you'd call it. Each per- well, I guess it's each person's personal Hell. I guess. I, I guess. I mean, because you again. know, they meet. You meet Frank again, in one of them, and yeah. so on and so forth. So, uh, and then of course we haven't even talked about Tiffany, who becomes in, in, who's integral to the movie. Uh, she's the, the one. That, girl. She she's the one that's doing all the puzzles and stuff. Yeah, she looks like Mbop. Mbop. Yeah. Mbop. I don't know why I came to sing that song right now. Uh, <laughs> but um. Kirsty meets her at the psych, uh, psych, the psych ward, right? And uh, she doesn't talk. All she does is work puzzles constantly, which should give you an idea of how integral she ends up being to the movie. You know how 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 handy is it to have a girl that can work puzzles like nobody's business, right? So <laughs> that's why he had her there the whole time, though. Channard Channard was to open that puzzle box. Right. For him. And uh, so they open the puzzle box, and it's Kirsty and Tiffany and Julia and the doctor are all the ones that end up going to this, to hell, I guess. That's what we're going to go with because it's hellbound. Right. So, to hell. Um, but it, it's, I don't know, it gets, it's crazy once they get in there. Uh, like you said, so we've gotten the Channer that had been transformed into a Cenobite. Uh, they find, they meet Frank again. Uh, and then Julia ends up killing Frank. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about Kirsty and how she somehow makes a, a deal again with the Cenobites. And then she's, uh, yeah. Like I, yeah, well, it was just interesting though when the Cenobites have to confront the Doctor Cenobite and then well, yeah let's so they meet Pinhead they meet the Cenobites and now Pinhead is it's it's now Pinhead uh, they still don't have a, a name for the female Cenobite by the way uh, oh, but um, she cuts that deal with them what was the deal I. I thought she just needed help right because they're, gonna, help, they're trying to get yeah, away from the Doctor to the Doctor and. 
So she's and they're not going to take the deal, and she's about to get strung up on the, I don't know what you'd call that thing, the torture, the torture, uh, torture rack, torture rack, or the, the torture mobile. Lex Luthor or Lex yeah. Luthor, Lex Luger would be proud. Yeah, the, the torture mobile because you know it's kind of like a mobile or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> so she's going to cut that deal but then here comes uh Channard as the let's see what do they call him on here um Channard Cenobite is all they call him they didn't give him an actual name oh shucks which uh so this is where actually in this movie is where you get the pinhead uh go-to line you know time to play yeah. and they like you were saying they were ready for a fight and they were been looking forward for to a fight and then he just kicks the crap out of every one of them yeah, and he, he, right. he brings them back to human to, form. To their human forms. Um, actually, what was, he wasn't going to. What was it? Why did she show Pinhead the picture of uh, of him as a human? And that's what made him change his mind about helping her. Yeah, because he acts like he's been in hell the entire time. The entire time that not. he was never human, that this wasn't done to him. But uh, then he finds out, and, for, and that makes him change his mind. He's ready to fight. But then they all get their butts kicked anyway. Bad. Yeah. There's like no fight to it. I thought I thought that was going to be some kind of you know crazy fight, but there was nothing to it really. No, so, there wasn't. It was literally just wow. This is it. I thought they'd make a comeback at the end, and they did not. They did not. And actually, you don't see him again, do you? I don't think you do. No. Uh, I think it's alluded to at the end, if I remember right, that they, you know, that they're still alive. But uh, you never, that's it for them. So you're probably right, actually. I'd say, what, 15 minutes top, maybe 20. Yeah. But, snap. But that's, uh, that's what's amazing, though. Think about it, what, screen time total? What do you think between two of these movies? How much screen time do they get? Less than eight 30, minutes. Thirty minutes tops. I'm no, just, Jason. Not you'd be surprised how generous. film goes by. You're probably right. You're probably right. But still, that that design of the Cenobites is just so iconic. You know, yeah. That, that it's carried them. I mean, through like I said, ten movies. So <laughs> let's wrap this up. What did you think of the end of this one? So, I thought it was funny that they used. Uh, so after everyone's dead, uh, or excuse me, after the girls have escaped. Uh, they're try the, the same movers that were in the first movie. Did you notice that? Yes. Same movers. They're helping move things out of the deranged doctor's house, and of course, someone jumps out of the uh, mattress. I don't know if it's Julia. I can't. I don't even know. I, we think she's dead, right? So, but well, you know, she lost her skin. Right. We didn't even talk about that. So she lost her skin, and then. Kirstie ends up saving Tiffany, who closed the puzzle box and killed Channard, right? Yes. Right. There was a lot happening at the end of this movie, by the way, God, all yeah. in a little bit of time. But anyway, remember, she got sucked out of her skin. So then Kirstie puts her skin on and fools. No, that's what it was. She fooled Channard, didn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah. And so he gets killed. Tiffany closes the box. Kirsty saves Tiffany, and they make it out, and everything's hunky dory. At least we think. So that it's. Uh, I realize we're just kind of glossing over this one too, but like I don't know. It's hard to. 
it's hard to explain. It's such a simple movie when you think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so overall, though, I mean, I can see why people like the movie so much. I, I, I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah, I thought it was a lot better movie than the first one. A lot of people consider the second one the best of the series. Um, I've only seen, <clears throat> excuse me, I've only seen two, this one and the first one, but by far this is my favorite of the two. I, I, I like the, uh, I don't know, the setting, the hell setting, and all that. Um, I think even though you don't see them that much. Um, the Cenobites play a, a bigger role, and even though there's not a lot of time, it, it seems like you get a lot of info in a little bit of time with them. You know, at least with the Pinhead one. Yeah. The other ones, not so much. But Pinhead, of course, is obviously the one that you know it matters. So I don't know. I'm, I'm glad to watch them though. I mean, I got those off my bucket list of horror movies to watch. So yeah, it was. It was they were. They were fun. The first one, eh. Second one I thought was a great improvement though. I'd give it three out of five again. I give it three out of five again. I say three out of five is fair. Um, if you're a fan of Clive Barker's work in general, um, I think you'll like these. Um, it goes right there. Both these go up there. I don't know. I think I still think that Nightbreed is the is my favorite Clive Barker movie. Um, it's just so messed up. Uh, it's got David Cronenberg in it, and it's uh, crazy. Did you ever watch Nightbreed? I never did. Oh man, it's 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 out there. It's it's in line with these, uh, in craziness. You know, you know, what I'm saying tone and so right. on and so forth. Um, I don't know, Clay. Would you uh, not not that we're going to, but would you want to go watch any of the other sequels and maybe I don't know, find out more of the story. <laughs> Again, I think I, 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 I think I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't think. I can remember one of them was in space, uh, obviously because you know there was a time there where the uh, the it thing to do was to have your horror movie in space around that Event Horizon time. You remember? Yeah. We seems like we had a lot of uh, those movies come out. Uh, I've got them pulled up here, real quick. We'll close this out. Here are the rest of the movies. So you had Hellraiser, uh, Hellbound, Hellraiser Two, Hellraiser Three, Hell on Earth. Hellraiser Bloodline, Hellraiser, Hellraiser Babysitters Club. I love that one. Hellraiser Inferno, Hellraiser Hellseeker, Hellraiser Deader, Hellraiser Hell Hellworld, Hellraiser Revelations, and Hellraiser Judgment. Thanks. Whew. That's a lot of movies. There's a lot going on. <laughs> and uh, surprisingly, the last one was released in 2018. Really? Yeah. So uh, the only one that I might would might might consider watching um, would be the Bloodline one because I'm assuming it gives you backstory on the Cenobites. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that would be the only one. But I'm with you. I just I, I don't know. I, I I don't see a need to further my knowledge of Hellraiser of the Hellraiser <laughs> franchise. Right. So uh, that's it, Clay, for uh, our movie for this week or movies, I should say. Uh, again, still not sure what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, I'm looking at our list of possible movies and suggestions. Um, Brain Damage is an interesting movie. It's another 80s movie. Uh, I was trying to see if there's something newer. I don't know Amityville, but man, did you ever watch Conjuring? 
No, never did. Maybe we should watch The Conjuring 1 and 2. Because I've tried to get you to watch those before. Let's watch 1. No, 1 and 2. Because. Maybe. (laughs) Okay, see, the thing is, 1 is basically, is, uh, deals with the, um, I can't, it's been so long since I've watched it. Uh, of course, this is about, they're about Ed and Lorraine Newman, uh, who were famous for the Amityville house, among other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it some more. I really dig those two movies. Um, the other ones in that Conjuring universe, not so much, but those two are um, some of my favorite uh, ghost stories. I, I don't know, possession, you know, the demon, demonic possession type of deal movies. Uh, both of them are really good. So I don't know. We'll talk about it. We may just stick with crazy movies. I don't know. I see Poltergeist on here. Uh, we've talked about, I'd put the Alien franchise on here, but we've talked about it a ton. So I don't know. Chopping Mall is an interesting one from 87. Um, we could always do Sleepaway Camp. So yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll I figure watched Sleepaway Camp in forever. <clears throat> I watched it last year when we talked about it in one of our genre ones. So I don't know. Uh, somebody suggested Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I've just never been a fan of that movie. Um, Descent. Uh, we're, we are going to go. I'll go ahead and say we're going to talk about Dawn of the Dead and its uh, remake. Um, the I don't one know. Zack Snyder movie you like? No, I like Three Hundred. Okay. And uh, I liked um, crap. Why can't I think of the name of the movie? Sucker Punch. Uh, his okay. movies were his movies were good until he I'm not his movies were good until he did the DC stuff and then it it was terrible. So anyway, I don't know Clay. We'll get back to that. Uh, so Clay, after all that, uh, what do you think? Let's take a couple of emails real quick. All right. So first email is from Josh. Uh, he labels this an important email. Uh, he needs to know because you are in Cookville. He needs to know, is there an update on Ocha? Has it reopened yet? Do you know, Clay? I don't even care. <laughs> you heard it here. Do not care. Do not care. I'm sorry, Josh. When I go back to Cookville, I will drive by and check on it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, Clay does not want to help us with this one. Uh, next one is from Glenn. Uh, he says, how's it going, fellas? I hope all is well and you and yours are, you and yours are safe and healthy. Uh, mine are now, thank goodness. Uh, not sure. I had asked for spooky emails. Not sure how spooky this is, but I thought I'd ask you about your favorite Halloween memories. What were your favorite costumes as a child or adult? What were your favorite things to get? Well, let's just start with that. I'll read down through. So what was your favorite costume as a child and or adult? I can't remember what I wore as a child. I think I, think I went as I think I went as Groucho Marx when I was a uh, when I was a kid once. I don't know why. I don't know why in the world I would want to go as Groucho Marx, but I did. I think as a child, mine was probably a one of those El Cheapo like Star Wars ones, you know, with the plastic mask pull over your face type of deal. Yeah, something like that. Um, as an adult, I don't know. I don't have one I can think of right off the top of my head that it's been my favorite, but I've been. Trying to talk my wife to go as hauling oats, you know, a pack of hauls and some oats, but she won't do it. So now, one of my favorite as an adult was when I went as a Cubs fan, and this, of course, was way before 2016 happened. And I went around in a Cubs shirt, my Cubs belt buckle, and, I, and my Cubs hat. And I had a noose around my neck, 
and uh, bumped into a girl at uh, Crawdaddy's. And there's a bunch of people wearing Halloween costumes. And the girl sees me. She starts crying. Come to find out her close friend had just hung himself oh. the previous week. And I was like, oh, my God. Now, usually I'm an asshole and I don't care. I'm like, listen, this is not that's not exactly whatever. I took it off. I was like, listen, I'm so sorry for your loss. Obviously, I, you know, I didn't mean to, to trigger that for you. But, you know, just to be nice. I was like, man, of course that would happen to me. But another favorite costume was just wearing that Thor costume because I had the yeah. I had the Thor helmet and yeah. I had that Mjolnir. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, he says, uh, "What was your favorite things to get when you were trick or treating?" Man, any of the the good candies. I mean, your name brand candies. Uh, yeah. Those are great. But now, uh, when you've got those my, candies that came in that wax paper that yeah. you didn't know where the fuck it was. Yeah, no thanks. My let's see. My favorite's like a Reese cup. You can't go around with a good Reese cup. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, I question your, people that don't like Reese cups. Exactly. So. There's something wrong with those people. Yeah. Uh, so what? Your worst being the wax ones. I always hated getting a popcorn ball. Did you ever get popcorn balls? I hate No, because I didn't oh, go to shitty houses, Jason. No, I was in Jamestown, so, you know, you did you what get, you could. You go to shitty houses, you get yeah. shitty uh, Halloween uh, treats. Popcorn balls and, like, uh, that the what's the bubble gum that lasts, like, five seconds? Uh, what is the name of it? I can't remember. But anyway, some of that El Cheapo bubble gum that, you know, you'd yeah. have to chew 75 pieces. Uh, he says, my favorite costume was Admiral, Admiral Akbar after Return of the Jedi come, came out. Yeah, it was a crappy cla- crappy plastic costume, but it was awesome. Uh, clearly, the best thing to get were full-size candy bars, and the worst were pennies or toothbrushes. That's true. There ain't nothing worse than getting a toothbrush whenever you go freaking trick-or-treating. Uh, Jason, what is Ella Kate's favorite costume? Uh, is she willing to share? Uh, I think so far her favorite has been probably one of her princess costumes that she's wore. Um because she has to wear a different costume to each party she goes to. It really is a hassle. Uh, but um, I don't know this male one that she's talking about now. Is she's pretty. She's been walking around the house ever since we talked about it, Clay, in it. That's what I keep getting interrupted was because she was showing me her costume. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, thank you, Glenn. Uh, thank you, Josh, for the emails. Please keep them coming. We'd love to hear from you guys and answer whatever kind of ridiculous questions you have for us. Uh, as always, you can send those emails to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Clay, uh, once again, it's time for Geek Moments in History. <laughs> Moments in Geek History. You're not too excited about this week's I think I'm tired. <laughs> yes. Well, we're almost done. So, all good, man. on this day in 1987, the great movie Baby Boom starring Diane Keaton come out. Huh? Excited? Uh, no. My mom loved this. <laughs> My mom loved this movie when we was growing up. It was like a, a regular rental for her. Uh, in 88... Punchline with Sally Field and Tom Hanks come out. Um, also in 88, Alien Nation come out. Man, that's a good movie. Alien Nation, man. Yeah, that was Gosh. a good movie. Uh, let's see what else happened. Anything else of note? I'm going down through here. Uh, the TV show uh, Dear John premiered on this day in 1988. Dear John. Uh, almost done. 
see if there's uh and that's it and that was that's everything it. today <laughs> at least on this at least on this side i went to i'm sure there's more but i've given up on most sites because they never have anything so that's it that's that's everything of note that happened on this day anything else doesn't count <laughs> all right clay it's time to close this out and you know what that means it's time for your question of the week from yeah. the science fiction and fantasy quiz book. I am now opening the book, and uh, just full disclosure, Clay. <laughs> you gotta, why you got to describe that? We are not on. We are not on video. Clay cannot see this book because some people think you're cheating. Clay is not on video. We are not on a video call. This is just a regular Skype. Call. Yeah. Clay is not cheating. And I'm saying just I don't good. know the answer. A lot of times it's a get, yeah, just good. He's We're just, just that guessing. good at this. So, Clay, I need a number between 1 and 10, my friend. 9. Uh, number 9. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, who played King Arthur in the 1975 film Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Your uh. choices are A, John Cleese. B. Graham Chapman, C. Terry Jones, or D. Terry Gilliam. Gilliam. I think it's B. B. Graham Chapman. I do believe you are right, my friend. I am turning over to the answers as we speak. They make it very hard to find the answers. There's the easy one. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. It's a good movie. Uh, while I'm looking this up, I will say there is an excellent. Uh, documentary on Monty Python on Netflix right now. Um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but if you look up Monty Python, you'll find it. Uh, it's six episodes, I believe. It is, uh, I've enjoyed it immensely. Uh, you learn a lot of stuff that even, uh, being a Monty Python fan, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there I did not know. Uh, number nine, you answered Graham Chapman, right? B? Yeah. You're correct. Good, sir. Holla. And just real quick, if you have never experienced the wonderfulness that is Monty Python and the Holy Grail or a Monty Python movie in general, please do yourself a favor and go watch those. Excellent movies. All right, Clay, anything else you would like to add before we get out of here this week? Oh, I'm good, man. Well, until Sunday cause, or Monday. We'll be back before you know it this week. All right. So, Clay, that's it for this week. You can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there. And please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, along with all the other podcast apps out there. Uh, we got I told you we got uh, added to Amazon and I believe Pandora come through. Uh, TuneIn is like the only one I've got left to get us on. Uh, if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings from Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram it's RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send those emails with any questions or comments to RFN.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Clay, where can everybody find you at on the social medias? Uh, over on Twitter at SweetJJ, the number one, the letter S. Good deal. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at Jason76Z. And Clay, with that, we are out and cue the weird october music you played last year like you're some kind of dubstep dj Bye.